0: I do <laughs>
1: Of soccer reporters and MLS experts, your hosts for the day are Corner of the Galaxy's Josh Gessman and LA Times soccer reporter Kevin Baxter. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Monday, January eighth. Back on a Monday, another show on Thursday. That's right. It must be getting close to the preseason starting. It must be close. getting to these first games of the 2024 season because we're here twice a week for basically the rest of the season. We're glad to have you. A lot of rumors going around. Two players landed, we're gonna talk about all that stuff. Rumors, rejections, new rumors, who the LA Galaxy are targeting, what's real, what's not real. That's gonna be the second part of the show. We're excited to talk about all that stuff and get to that. Uh, and then in about, oh, let's say about eight minutes or so, we're going to be joined by uh, Chief Creative, Creative Brand Officer Will Misselbrook's going to talk to us about some tickets and some other branding stuff that's going on uh, at the stadium. So a lot to get to, a lot of fun things to talk about, and to help you do all that, we're glad I'm back. It's Kevin, the Panda Baxter. Happy New Year, sir.
0: Yeah, it's our first show of the new year.
1: Yeah, you and I, I've already done a show. Yeah. Hey, every time I say Happy New Year and it's January eighth, it's 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 curb your enthusiasms, Larry David. Whenever he was like, "Ah, oh, there's a statute of limitations. Like three, four days of Happy New Year. That's it." You know,
0: well, it, it is. I mean, three Kings Day was just a couple of days ago. So
1: so all your holiday decorations should be down by now. Uh, they are down. They are okay. down. I did leave up the potted Christmas trees that I have like the in the fr- in, at the front door. But they're they're Sands decorations. It's just winter decorations. You know what I mean? For the for the biting. Cl- it's freezing, Kevin. I'm cold. It was like 37 degrees when I woke up this morning. I wore a jacket all day. It was I don't know. I'm just not made for this weather, I think. You know, this coming year,
0: Hanukkah starts on December twenty fifth, which is also another holiday.
1: Man, we're to pretty interesting. We're gonna party. That's what it sounds like. So, anyway, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm wearing my my Afja, uh, pupusa hat today because um, I noticed. because I need a haircut again. Basically, this is my I need a haircut hat on the podcast, and uh, that's not happening this week. So, you'll probably see it again on Thursday, uh, as all that goes as well. So, uh, a lot of stuff going on, Kevin. The LA Galaxy have been yeah, busy. Sure.
0: But you know what I like about, and we're going to talk about the names and, and, and the dates and money and everything else, but I feel like for the first time in a, in a few years that there's a plan going into this offseason. <laughs> we we felt like we talked, they were going to target wingers. They did. They got rid of Tyler Boyd, which we can maybe talk. I know you've talked about that already. We can talk right. about a little bit more. Um, and they they did. They focused like a laser on the wingers. We thought maybe they might look for a forward for a true striker. Looks like that's not going to happen, which is a real sh- a boost of confidence for Dejan Jovalich. We'll see how that works out. Right. We definitely know they needed some helping goal, yep. I thought, anyway. We have 67 goals last season. John McCarthy's coming over. Maybe not to be the starter, maybe to be the starter, but certainly there's going to be a contest there. Um There could be some more action as far as trades go uh, regarding goalkeepers. But the point being, I thought Will Kuntz – and Greg Vanny came into this offseason with a checklist that they wanted to go down and, and take care of certain things. And they're spending, too, which is sort of the galaxy of old as well.
1: Yeah. I, I, by the way, so often and, and not that I'm saying he doesn't deserve it. Certainly a leader in, in what he's doing. We, we talk about Will Koontz. We talk about Greg Vanny. We should also point out the guys in there still doing stuff, right? You have you have Gordon Kleschen in there, Senior Director of Player Personnel, right? You have Michael Stevens, Director of Scouting, right? Um, let's see, you have uh, Joe Jessel. I, I don't even know. I, we're going to have to talk to that person. I've never met that person before. Right. So senior director of soccer operations, there is a team of people working on this stuff. Um, and I think you're going to see Greg Vanny and Will Koontz getting either the blame or the accolades for the success that they're going to have or the lack of success they're going to have. But it really is a, a team thing. And, and the reason that I bring that out is that it's it's reiterated a lot. This is this is a team environment for these guys and how they're going about things. We talked about ghost teams so many times, I think, last year and how the Galaxy have ghost teams. Do you want to know a good sign of a ghost team is whenever you go after two wingers, you don't get them, and then two more wingers pop up on the transfer list, like right afterwards. it That's the sign ghost teams are out there, right? And it's also perhaps a sign that they're not only just ghost teams, but taking advantage of opportunities they see, Kevin. It's sort of like, uh, we'll talk about one of the rumors, but perhaps an underutilized player that plays for a very large team in, in England. Perhaps you want to bring him in. Now, does that feel like a long shot? Maybe it does, but the bottom line is you see that there's an opportunity and you may go take that opportunity, right? It's it's one of those. You're prepared to take that opportunity instead of maybe panicking into the opportunity.
0: Well, and also, you're prepared when uh, plan A doesn't work out. You have plan B, plan C, plan D. Uh, I didn't think they had that a couple of years ago when they wound up with Douglas Costa. They wanted Pavone, they didn't get him, they felt they needed to sign somebody. Our understanding was Douglas Costa was the guy available, wasn't a good fit. They went after him, spent a lot of money on him. Uh, I think that the jury maybe is a little bit out. He did some good things, they did some not so good things, but the point was he didn't fit, he wasn't the guy they wanted. I don't know if they panicked, but they they didn't have a plan B, C, and D at that point. And now I feel like they do.
1: It, 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 who knows? You know what? There's also, and and I think rightfully pointed out, we're in a honeymoon period, right? There's change of ownership. There's all these things. You're willing to, and and we're probably guilty of this. You're willing to give benefits of the doubt, right? You're like, hey, let's 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 let these guys cook, right? Let's let these guys let's see how they're doing, right? Let's sort of play this little game that we sort of have going on here. So there's a lot of things that I think are are working in the galaxy's favor. Um, and really, when you look at it, it, it seems like there's a lot of excitement for this. Now, there's still negative Nancy's everywhere, and I can understand even the pessimism. If you've been around this team for uh, as long as we have, Kevin, uh, y- you've seen some really bad, poor soccer. You know, I, I remember 2017, some of, one of the most boring games I think I ever watched was in 2017. And I can't remember if it was against sporting Kansas City or something, but it was 90 minutes and I sat in the press box. Absolutely nothing happened for 90 minutes and we all walked away more stupid for having been there and watched it, you know? So that was... The well, you
0: you never covered Chivas USA. I mean, that was a whole different kind of pain. But, you know, it, it, you, you're right to sort of point out the fact that right now, I, I mean, we're all very hopeful. It looks like there's a lot of things, a lot of irons in the fire, a lot of things in the works. As of this moment, the only thing that's been done is McCarthy has been signed and Tyler Boyd has been traded.
1: And Yamane. Yamane's in too. I mean,
0: yes. I
1: mean, and Barry. I mean, really... I I can keep going, but I I know what you mean in terms of the big news. Now, everybody's waiting for the big players, the two designated players and everything else. But I think we're going to have some clarity on that whenever it comes forward. Right. It looks like we're getting closer to understanding what the plan is, not only uh, not only what the plan is, but how roster spots are going to be used too, because that's an important puzzle to all of this as well. So, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to sort of dissecting and breaking things down. Now you and Eric are going to be over at the, uh, the coaches conventions, right? That's, that's, that's coming up this way right here. Yeah. That's so, right here. so the hammer Wednesday, I believe Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, all in there, I'll, I'll get some, uh, some more dates for them, but you can go check those guys out. I have, I have to work. So you guys get to hold down the COG for it. Um, so so good luck out there. All right. Do a do a
0: podcast. We're gonna be podcasting right in the scrum.
1: In the scrum. You're you're on media like row. Project.
0: We're gonna be right in front of the net.
1: You're gonna media row. I love it. Um so cool. Well, good. I'm glad you guys will have a lot of fun. Uh, real quick, uh, a twenty-three dollar and forty-five cent super chat from executive producer Herb. He says, Hey Josh, hey Kevin, able to catch the live show because I'm on the men, got covid after dodging it for four years. It's like dodgeball. Last person standing, man. You got to watch out for those. Uh, anyways, looking forward to the show. Happy New Year. Is the Herb Memorial still a thing? Yeah, the Herb. I mean, Herb, you know, should he go into that that uh, that that dark place at the end of the tunnel? We would have to have a Herb Memorial like trophy of some sort. So. Oh, let's not even go there. No, that's, it's fine. He brought it up. Morbid. He brought it oh, up. Okay. It was fine. We're, we're, we're all we're all alive. We're all we're all hanging out. We're all doing good. But the, uh, the good news is that we can transition now because our guest has joined us. Um, So without uh, too much further ado, I want to welcome back to the show appearance number two. This feels like it's starting to become a habit a little bit here. Uh, Chief Creative Brand Officer for the LA Galaxy, uh, Will Misselbrook. Will, how are you doing, bud?
2: I'm good, guys. Thank you so much for having me back on. What an honor! This is,
1: yeah. I, I, I mean, I mean, I, you, we're gonna have to start like putting little notches next to your name. We're gonna start a tally here pretty soon. We're, we're, we're really glad that you could join us. We did change your name during Christmas to mistletoe, but we're changing it back because Christmas no, has gone over.
2: Hundred percent. I actually get called cool that all the time. Although I don't get a chance to kiss many people under mistletoe but yes i'll tell
1: totally you <laughs> i was gonna Positive. say it, it's not very <laughs> creative it's not very creative <laughs> Will. I, yeah. I i apologize for that
2: no no it's true cool. how are you guys doing happy new year do you guys have a uh,
1: good break yeah yeah i think so i don't know kevin did you ha- we have barely. kevin and i barely got to talk kevin did you have a good break yeah oh, yeah okay, it was kind of recharge okay. the batteries
0: one of two by the way will you're one of two wills that are new to the galaxy and changing things around over
2: there I am, Well, I'm also half the height of the other wills. So he's what he's way more of a man than I am. Yeah, I'm like his, his uh, smaller half. Yeah, his younger brother. But yes, we are. And uh, the other Will's got an, a new and very important job. And he's a legend and amazing. And he's doing so well already. So um, yeah, it's an honor to be working alongside him as well.
1: My, my last joke before we ask you a real question. If I run into the LA Galaxy's front office and I yell, hey, will how many people stand up?
2: Well, I have to stand up because I'm so short. So I do. <laughs> but I think I she think the I think there's only two of us. I think bit yeah. Okay, Wait, I mean, yeah. So I think it's okay. So it'll just be two of us. Just we, just, we,
1: just two of you. You know,
2: don't call yourself short. You're soccer sized. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i'm kind of like in the messy area no i'm kidding i'm yeah, yeah. but
1: i'm definitely a lot shorter than Coon, so i think is you know five No, no six eight six i don't know he's he, huge he's, so. he's very very tall i will i will agree with that 100 um <laughs> well no we wanted to have you on the la galaxy announcing that single game tickets for the la galaxy's 2024 mls regular season opener against inner miami on february 25th will go on sale to the general public on thursday january 11th season ticket members um, we'll be able to go into that single game tickets to the LA Galaxy's home opener via presale on Wednesday, January 10th. I know you guys were uh, were were selling those those six packs of tickets, right? Sort of going through the six game starts. How how many of those did you sell? And are there any seats left in this single game selling? Well, for, yeah, I mean, the sales numbers, this is where I need
2: to bring in my CROs, uh, you know, charge all the sales side. But um no, it's been doing really well. Uh, I mean, look, first of all, what a, what a game. This is going to be insane. Like, you know, we're playing Miami. This is uh, in our home turf. You know, we've got Beckham hopefully coming back as well to to the ground. So it's going to be an amazing uh, season opener for us. And, you know, we're all really excited. And, um, yeah, so sales numbers. There, there are obviously tickets, of course, still left. And, yes, so, uh, you know, t- uh, season ticket members will be able to purchase the, the single-game tickets this pre-sale on Wednesday. And then uh, it's open on the Thursday for wider sales. So yeah, no, look, it's going to be an amazing game. And we hope we'll, we want everyone to be there from our fan base. So we're excited about this.
0: It, this, no, this go, go ahead, Kevin. Yeah. Well, this is Kevin. Um, You may have seen today that sporting Kansas city that they host Miami on April 13th and they've already made the decision to move to the football stadium there in Kansas city, which is by the way, in a different state uh, from when the team normally plays and they've, they're moving to the football stadium, which has a much higher capacity starting tickets sales uh price is 65 dollars. did you guys when you found out that messi was coming for the season opener did you think about going to the rose bowl the coliseum SoFi? was there any ever any discussion about going somewhere else
2: honestly no i mean it's like it's like if i'm going to have a house party in my house i'm not going to borrow someone else's apartment to house it you know like we want everyone at our home right so we wanted to have everyone here for the season opener back at our home and this is a it's such an important place for us our fans and the team we like this makes so much more sense to have it uh at dignity health so no we, we kind of just lean more into that also because we have roseball coming up on july 4th and that being so successful uh the last year that we don't want to you know we didn't want to sort of encroach in that territory we want to keep it just at home so that was the reason why we decided that actually keeping it to us would made more sense plus it's uh, because of everything we've been doing over this uh, course of the preseason, uh, sorry off-season, in terms of all the stadium experiences and the game day experiences, we're enhancing for 2024. We thought that, like you know, I want to. We want us to go out with a huge bang because when fans come back. Um, and we've done so much work on and we are still doing some work on a lot of the stadium upgrades and rebranding and just the whole fan experience and we worked very closely with the fan council and listening i spent so much time listening to a lot of the fans in terms of the experiences last season and seasons prior to what they're looking for for the stadium we're like let's go all in let's try and make this an incredible experience for the fans and this season opener would be a great place for this to kind of kick off our season and welcome everyone back to the stadium with this important game
1: yeah, it, I, I know you you've talked about it, and I think uh, I think when Will was on last, he was hinting at it, and we said that we were going to have to have the other Will, by the way. That we were going yeah. to have to have to have you on. I always have to clarify Vicky Vicky uh, over at the LA Galaxy. She's like Will will be coming on. Will Will We I'm like just tell me which Will, so that way I know which one to expect. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know you you've sort of talked about it. I mean, are we going to see in that first game? I, I remember a long time ago against AC Milan, the LA Galaxy played, and there were sort of you know almost like suites that were built built on in temporary fashion on the grass berm are are you guys trying to sort of increase the capacity to the max that dignity health sports park can hold
2: um no it's not necessarily increasing capacity but we the whole game day experience and like i think i said this last time i came on like this is it's so important to me like i want we're a you know we're, we're a business that Um, you know fan first business instead of soccer right so like everything that fans experience the memories the entertainment they i wanted to come and just be like this is the most incredible two three four five hours i'm spending at the stadium so it's more about enhancing every moment and every minute of the experience when you walk into that stadium even prior to that like i want fans to be excited when they're you know a week before leading up to the game before they get there but then every moment within the experience in i'm not saying the sort of tailgating side but like all the soccer fest the connector plaza areas and then right into the game itself like that's what we've been focusing on enhancing that that whole journey uh, and making it just a, the most incredible entertainment spectacle that we possibly can. So that's what we've been building through over this the last uh, since I last spoke to you guys. Did
1: did you, fe- did you feel go walking into Dignity Health Sports Park? Obviously you sort of come from let's say an outside perspective you walk into the stadium um, and you coming from an NFL background as well and sort of seeing what they do with stadiums. Did you feel like there was stuff that needed to be improved? Like, I, somebody on the Fame Council and I had a conversation and they're like, you know, if you see bare concrete, that's not really what you want to see, right? There's 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 a branding opportunity everywhere. Is that what we should look forward to when we walk in the stadium?
2: Yeah, oh my God, I wish this was like a uh, Skype call because I can actually start showing you guys some stuff. But I'd probably get in a lot of trouble for that. um <laughs> But yes, I mean, I mean, I can't really say much about FedEx Field when I was the Commanders. That place was horrible. We had leaks happening during games. From yeah, it was. So I, I guess like the foundation was pretty low there. But just, I, I mean, I love our stadium so much. Like the canvas is there. It's such an incredible. It's a really beautiful stadium. And like if we. Well, asking fans to travel to cars and just come and spend time and, and pay money to come to the games they, they have to have the most incredible experience i want to walk away with memories both physical digital to share and just be like wow okay i want to come back to this because it's it's real entertainment so um yeah i like i don't disagree like a lot of the concrete that's there it's it's kind of it's it's a little dated and so what we've been focusing on and we've worked really closely with the fan council um and you know took them through some ideas got their input plus additional fans have been reaching out, which has been awesome. And that's really helped at least shape and focus our, our creative um, momentum in terms of like what we need to bring to the stadium, all the interactivity, all the games. And this is all just pre-game as well, but then the, the stadium side itself, like I managed to uh, convince Tom Braun to give us and we are building a DJ stage, like a huge uh, oh. booth platform on the berm. We're having a whole new light stage, uh, so light system rigging up with lasers. Um, we've got a, a new big crest happening with this being built and infrastructure on top of the, um, one of the scoreboards, like the whole experience to me is going to be the most important aspect of this. And it's not to detract what's happening on the field, but you know, you want to be able to walk, you want fans to be walking into something that is spectacular, right. Um uh, and so, yeah, that's that's been so much of our focus is every element and every minute when you're walking around the stadium. It's like the way we built it out and I shared with the fan council was like, you know, 459, you're going to the team store for you know, 508, you're going to connect apply. And like trying to map out is if I was a fan, I'm going to this, like what would I expect and what would I want my family or friends to also be experiencing and getting out of this is how we, we planned it. So yeah, it's uh, it's big and we've been, building we're in the process of doing all this as we speak, but I'm hoping that everyone fans uh, you know enjoy every minute that they're in that stadium.
1: I was well, you talk about lasers and all of a sudden I go back to the diehard villain thing. So just uh, <laughs> just I just um, I just wanted to point it out.
2: Wait fair
1: take that it, as a huge sounds, compliment. But, uh, <laughs> yeah exactly. It <laughs> sounds like
0: when people come into the stadium they're going to be there's gonna be they're gonna notice a visual difference, an auditory difference have you changed any of the concessions? Will there be a, a a difference in in the concessions and that kind of stuff? And and also on the point of the DJ and some of those other things, I, I've heard people in other cities when when teams have done this, mainly like baseball teams or football teams, they feel like all this noise and 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 smoke and magic and mirrors, they're hmm. trying to mask the fact the team isn't any good. You guys are going to have a really good team next year. Do, are you worried about that criticism that maybe there's too much and, and it's taking the focus away from the team?
2: No, no I mean like that's a totally fair comment, but no, honestly, it's more this is everything completely pre-game, right? So it's not necessarily about trying to detract or distract from what actually was happening on the field, but I feel right now what we had last season was the the even in myself, the momentum, that excitement of like before kickoff. I mean, it was it was lacking. It was not the, to the percentage that we'd all want. So you want to be hyped up, pumped up, excited about everything right up until that first whistle. So, to me, it's not trying to distract from the on-field. It's trying to get you so just entertained and excited. And as soon as the whistle starts, we're into the game. You know. So it's not trying to uh, you know, do the smoke and mirrors stuff. But I, I just feel our fans deserve, and we all do in, internally, like they deserve better. And so that's kind of the reason why we went about trying to create a, a much better atmosphere and experience when they walk in the doors. And look, I want, again, it's because you're coming to Carson. It's not just down the road. People are taking the time to go to our stadium. So if they're going to be there and we want to get them there earlier, then they should have the most entertaining day that they can with their friends and family. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it sounds awesome. But now how much of this, should we expect there's a preseason game, LA galaxy versus St. Louis dignity health sports park on February 3rd. That's rapidly approaching how much of this should be ready for February 3rd. And, and how di- will it look different on the, uh, you know, on the 25th?
2: I should, look, I hate to disappoint. No, unfortunately we won't have it all done before okay. the, then. The 25th is kind of my, our landmark when we're going to unveil it all. So like I'm not one to disappoint, and I love you guys, and I love all everyone's on listening in. So, I, but I, I will say that yeah, the, we're gunning for that just because there's so much we're trying to build and create. And our off season really wasn't off season. We kind of all been working all the way through to 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 get this all done in time for that game.
1: It, it's always that way. There's no such thing as an off season in Major League Soccer. We we all know that. Kevin knows that. You know that. Uh, the the team knows it as well. So, uh, well, great, Kevin. Anything else for for Will or you guys? Yeah, I had
0: one last question, yeah. Will. I know you came to to the Galaxy from the NFL. Uh, we all hear the accent. Did you grow up with soccer? Is this kind of a of a Mate, dream canvas cool. for you to be
2: able to work with? Um, getting away 100%. from the NFL and getting into soccer. I think I, I think I said it last time. Like this is when I was in football NFL. Like that's not a football I understand. This is a real football to me. You <laughs> know, this is this is my dream, and I you know followed Galaxy from such a young age. So it is a total dream and. Like, I don't know if you guys are, or anyone follows commanders, they're still slowly falling apart and their coaches got fired today. But, um, no, this to me is is everything. And, you know, I, I, I love, well, number one, thank you guys, you too because I love you guys. But also all, all the fans and everyone I've met along this journey so far have been so invaluable to helping uh, at least me in my first uh, eight, nine months I've been here. But also what we want to do next. And that's, please keep contacting me email me tell me ideas and we've had so much input coming through that I, I love because it's really helping our direction creatively not only from the stadium experience side but also the brand side as well as we're evolving that going into 24 and i'll have more to share in the next few weeks as well but no it just it's this has been a, a lifelong dream so it's an honor to be here well
1: we're, we're, we're glad to have you well we always appreciate your time we'll uh we'll let you get back to uh renovating that stadium getting some stuff fixed up there you know you yeah. st- still got some some work to do so we appreciate you stopping by as always no. Thanks
2: for so having me on again. I
1: appreciate it, Kevin. Enjoy. All right, th- thanks, Will. All right, there he goes. There's uh, Will Misselbrook, uh, the LA Galaxy's uh, chief creative brand officer. And listen, I like, I love the chat rooms. Like, just, just play. On the I'm excited about the lasers. I know maybe you guys aren't. I'm excited about a DJ booth. I mean, I like the whole experience. Don't worry, for 90 minutes. Well, not really 90 minutes because we all know that those guys uh, rarely play soccer for actual 90 minutes. But for 90 minutes. You're absolutely going to get to focus on all the stuff that's there, which is, you know, you get to you get to see the st- You're going to get to watch the game. The game is always going to be forefront. I like seeing things jazzed up around it, too. I'm really interested to see. I know that they sold a and this is a technical term, a crap ton of those six game packages in order to get, you know, Messi sort of sold. Now they have single game tickets. I can't imagine that those single game tickets last past the day. Oh, Past the hour. I, that's what I'm thinking. But I mean, I'm just trying to I'm, I'm trying to cover my bases. I don't think. And and by the way, uh, with the season ticket members having a presale the day before, I bet half of those are gone before they before you even get to the other one. It very well be. I would not be surprised. And this is total speculation. I know nothing about this. I'm just guessing, Kevin. I would not be surprised if season ticket members snap up a majority of those tickets and there's very little left on the uh, on, on the on the resale market.
0: And what are they gonna do with them? I mean, you know, I mean, let's be honest, it's gonna wind up in the resale market. Last year when Messi came in with LAFC to play LAFC, it was the highest resale ticket price in MLS history. By the way, MLS used to be major league soccer, now it's Messi Soccer League.
1: Oh, is that what is it? Me- Messi League Soccer. It's Messi League Soccer. If yeah. you still wanted to make an yeah. MLS. Come on, get the joke right. Correct. Correct. Okay. Good. Yeah,
0: no, it's 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 totally. I mean, uh, just the excitement uh, for people. Everyone coming out to see DeAndre Yedlin play right. is going to be him. Um, by the way, another interesting thing about this game, which will be, I'll mention it now, and I bet you won't hear about it again. David Beckham is coming back with his team to play at a
1: stadium with a statue of himself near the main entrance. Don't we always like to see David whenever he comes back? I'm excited for that part. That's a good part. That's a very good part. I really, I, like seriously. It just
0: seems weird. I can't, I'm, I'm, I know it's happened before, but it just seems weird that you come back and play in a stadium where there's a statue of you in the front.
1: I, just, I mean, yeah, but he's David Beckham. He's probably used to having statues of himself probably in his own house. I would imagine. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Did you see that? Did you
0: see the three-part series on Netflix? Have you watched it yet?
1: I have not. And only the only reason I really haven't gone into it is because they uh, somebody told me that they really minimized the sort of stuff with the galaxy, and I'm, I don't, I mean, well, no, uh, they do.
0: I mean, it's it's start. It's like him and Posh meeting in England. He's very young. You you, you won't even
1: recognize Oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. Let me put down a fire here in the chat room. Uh, Blaz is Uh saying he said rebrand a new crest, and these guys didn't jump on it. That's because we know that there isn't a rebrand of a new crest. He was talking about building an actual crest, the existing Mm -hmm. one, on one of the scoreboards. So that way, it would be more representative. It's it's place setting. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people. Uh, We know of no rebrand. Uh, That was more last year than anything else. Is there a refresh going on? Absolutely, there's a refresh. There's a refresh across everything. Jump into the Discord for a little while talk to those guys about some of the stuff that's going on in our discord. Cause there's a lot of really smart people. There's some connected people. There's some people, listen, I'll tell you right now, there's some people from the LA galaxy who like to sneak into our discord and hang out for a little while. You can see that too, but that's sort of the thing is that's what's going on. So,
0: well, you know, one thing we didn't get to ask him about because, you know, we had to be very respectful of his time. You know, he's, he's off right now. This right. is his own time. Um, but the last couple of years, the Galaxy slogan or marketing campaign has always been since 1966, you know, the uh, original MLS team, uh, we've won more titles than anybody else. That's all true. And that's all great. Right. But it reminded you that they haven't won anything in a decade. Yeah. It, you kept talking yeah. about how great they used to be. And, and some mm-hmm. younger fans were like, "Well, wait a minute, I've never seen them win anything. <laughs> the- and so I, I do hope they get away from that. I mean, the history is there. We all know it. Everybody knows it. We don't have to be reminded of it. But every time they threw that in your face. My first reaction was, well, what have you done, done for us lately? So I, I I hope they freshen that up a little bit and not take us back to the galaxy of the past, which, you know, it, if they win again, fine. Then let's say, okay, now they've won six, and here we go, and we're go, moving forward. But I think for right now, let's just focus on what they're doing right now and not the fact we haven't gone, you know, the team has gone 10 years without a title.
1: I mean, you know, it's funny. It's always a balance of everything, right? But, I, I mean, I love seeing the history of this team and, and sort of stuff and you and I have been covering it for long enough that like, you know, we we we've been part of that history and and gotten to see that. So it never really bothers me. I think the thing is that you can't just you can't hang on that. And I think you got that right, which is like you can't always hang on that. Now it has to be a nav out now. What's happening now? And you saw, but there is always it, it's people say you have to like ignore the history a little bit but everything the galaxy do do now is sort of reflective of that history as well it's impossible to do what everybody says well just focus on the now and because the, then you'd be ignoring the history and the history is is still there so um it's just it's one of those weird balance things, and people are fine with the balance when you're winning. By the way, it's just whenever you're losing, right? It's like everything. Hey, you want you want more positive from everything for the LA Galaxy? Win games. I like how you said you know it looks like you guys are gonna have a, uh, you said you guys are gonna have a really good team this year. Let's see. Let's wait. <laughs> let's wait. Pump the brakes on that. I've been fooled once or twice or seven times before. I do like the way it's shaping up, um, but I really do like uh, I, I I do like some things. But let's you know, games, games. You actually have to play the game. Uh, lots of people uh, have talked to me about how the Galaxy are already losing that first game to Messi. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they make you play those games. I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, that's how it works. So um, we'll sort of see how that goes. Well, you want to get some news? It's, it's going to be like an old timers game Messi, Suarez. <laughs> uh, it should be fun. Any statues of former players coming soon? If there is, like, there's two that are right on the tip of the tongue for the next ones Kobe Jones. Uh, is clearly one of those. I think Robbie Keen is another one of those. Um, you know, you could go Mauricio Cienfuegos. Quite honestly, if it was me choosing the next one, uh, I would choose uh, uh, Joe Titino, would be my, my on, no, on my I, list.
0: I, I, I love Joe and I like the two players you right. mentioned, and I think they should be represented. My next one would be Bruce Arena, and I wouldn't even talk about anybody else until we did Bruce Arena.
1: Oh, Bruce standing next to Landon and uh, and and David with Between his arms with, with his arms crossed, all angry, right? Yeah, that type of thing. That could uh, certainly be there. So, Adam, thank you for the five dollars super chat. Certainly appreciate it. First super chat on the show, so uh, so really really fun for that. No,
0: what about what about Herb?
1: Herb? Oh, Herb should get a trophy here. I mean, I'm basically if I ever get a house, I'm probably gonna have to have like the Herb Memorial Room. Right. Yeah, because you said the first super chat, and it and wasn't Herb's super chat. Well, no, no, the first, it was Adam's first super chat on our show. It was Adam's okay. first, not Herb was. Okay. Okay. I Are you see. Okay, now I'm sorry. Maybe I got it. that was confusing. All, to, all
0: those lasers in my eyes and this fireworks
1: going off. I know. I can tell. Uh, let's see. This is the part of the show where I get to toot my own horn. Are you ready? Here we go. On Thursday's show, I didn't ask if you were ready. I didn't care. On Thursday's show, we said McCarthy is signed. That'll happen. That should be announced soon. And Yamane is signed and that should happen soon, right? As close to good as you could get. So what happens on Friday? The LA Galaxy announced that McCarthy has signed. Then what happened on Friday a little later? I announced that Yamane had signed. And then the LA Galaxy a couple hours later announced that Yamane had officially signed as well. So you have McCarthy into this roster now, Kevin. You have Yamane into this roster. Uh, into this roster now these are both guys we have talked about so it's not something that we're surprised but uh, really on the McCarthy side of things we talked about just what a locker room guy he is how this certainly provides a lot of flexibility for the LA Galaxy and how it's it's a warning flag for for Jonathan Bond right which is hey these two guys Michevich and McCarthy can both play this position we know they can we've watched them do it uh, I think the L.A. Galaxy are certainly going to lean on being they went out and spent the money for Mitovich that they are going to look at at Mitovich possibly being that number one. In fact, if I'm going to guess right now, opening day, Mitovich is the number one. Having said that, Jonathan Bond is the incumbent there, right? So there's still a chance for this. But when you bring in McCarthy, Kevin, you're basically going out there to to Jonathan Bonds and and you're, you're putting a first sale sign on him. Um, And so that's an interesting take, too. Will he still be with the Galaxy? Is this a challenge for him? And if this is a challenge for him, does he fight back? And is he the number one? I would imagine he's not real thrilled with them picking up McCarthy and knowing that Mitrovich is there. And so, you know, from the people I've talked to, certainly it's been a question about, is this a challenge for him? You know, sometimes. Sometimes, Kevin, you can forge a lot of iron and fire, right? So you can have these guys get put through the ringer. He's going to have to compete. This job is not his. um, And I think the LA Galaxy, if they get the chance, could move him. And if not, he's going to be there. And it's going to be a a bar brawl to find out who the number one is. And maybe that's what the LA Galaxy need right now.
0: Well, they have three number one goalkeepers right now. I think three guys that come into camp thinking they're the number one. McCarthy is going to come in. Um, with a lot of motivation, you know, he played so well for LAFC last year. And then down the stretch, they gave the job back to Cropot, which I understand. But if you're McCarthy, you got to say, look, I've been one of the best goalkeepers in the league. I have eight clean sheets and, and I've done really well. And I, I have three clean sheets in champions league. What, what, what more can I do? And you guys just basically told me I don't have the job anymore. And I think that had a lot to do with the fact that as a free agent, he walked. Right. Um, Michovic is there. He was the guy we were talking about before as, as the guy that was going to be the number one. Jonathan Bond, as you said, does kind of look like the odd man out. Now to move him, he's got a pretty big salary. I think it's five fifty last year. Um, that's going to be tough to move. But when you bring in, you go, at three fifty, and then it looks like Crepeau may get as much as a million dollars from Portland. That's kind of the market right between three fifty and a million for a goalkeeper. Jonathan Bond's right in the middle of that. I think uh, the Galaxy would have to probably pay some money if they wanted to trade him in that salary because he's under contract. But I think you're right. I mean, I think the idea right now would be with three goalkeepers, the one that if I'm – Building the galaxy, the one that looks like it might be expendable is Jonathan Bond, but he's got that big
1: salary. It's gonna yeah. be tough to move him. Five twenty-five. I wouldn't be surprised if the galaxy pays some of that salary if he does go somewhere too, right? If you can pay a hundred thousand and it knocks it down to four twenty-five, you're still saving, you know, four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars on the cap. There's room there. That's why it's one of those things. That being said, and I, I think the chat room is is saying, you know, hey, maybe Jonathan Bond is the number one. Absolutely, could be the number one. I'm just saying that going into this, like I said, it, it, this feels like a, a bar brawl to me. So with McCarthy added this now brings in sort of that those questions about uh jonathan bond and i don't think we're going to know the answers to those until we get closer to the uh to the beginning of the season right now
0: but and, and, and by the way bond is the oldest of the three and and i did ask someone with the galaxy when hugo Reese signed it was right about the mccarthy time and i think my question to them was you got mccarthy did you talk at all about Crepode? you know and, and, and while well, he was too expensive but one of the and, – and McCarthy's probably going to get around 350. I think he's probably do a raise and he'll probably get around 350. That's what uris came in for. And so I asked, were you guys in on that at all? Did you talk to him, uh, you know, coming over from Tottenham? And, and the response was pretty interesting. I was told that – this is the, the person with the Galaxy I was speaking to. He said, I hope that the, that the era of signing late 30s, meaning age, European players – the galaxy i'm hoping that is now in the rearview mirror um it is they they don't want 37 year old european stars they're looking as we'll talk about shortly yeah they're looking at 22 year old brazilian players
1: it's it's weird it it feels like the scripts have sort of flipped here this last just in, in a matter of months right just what the la galaxy do and sort of how focused they are on some of these things um, and you know, I guess we're, we're sort of gonna, we're sort of going to see how it plays out. Let's finish with McCarthy, uh, two-year contract through the end of 2025, uh, MLS season. All right. So that's his, uh, his, his particular one. Now we go to Yamane. Right. So now the L.A. Galaxy getting in their start right back, their star right back, a guy who was named, you know, defender of the year Japan a couple times here. This is a guy who's played on uh, the the Japanese World Cup team. Um, Yeah. Excuse me for the Japanese national team. um, You know, you sort of pair him with Yoshida as as partners back there on the right. He's a right back who can get into the attack, deliver crosses. This is. This is a significant signing for the L.A. Galaxy and one that was cued off to us here pretty quickly. um, Whenever uh, Will, uh, Will Koontz came on the show and told us that he had been been in Japan uh, looking at Yamane and that, um, you know, he was optimistic about the signing um, and apparently stayed optimistic all the way through the actual signing. So now they bring him in. He's 30 years old, just turned 30, by the way. Um, So 30 year old right back coming in. This is a guy who still has, um, you know, some some certainly some some time left on his Uh, his legs but this is your starting right back this is the replacement for Lucas Caligari this is the guy that they wanted they went out they got him um, and now uh, they, this, this is done. It looks like there was at some point and we haven't got, we haven't heard anybody actually say it and I need to dive into the things, but it looks like there was probably a transfer fee of some sort sort paid, uh, cause he came to from, uh, from, from Japan. Um, so this is, this is one of those signings. That's going to be a big deal for the LA galaxy putting in there. This means that, you know, you have somebody like Mauricio Cuevas, Um, who is possibly the backup right back on that side as well. So you have Cuevas, you have Yamane. uh, On the left side, you're going to have Aude, which is probably the starter, and John Nelson, who was acquired earlier this year, as to be the backup. So as far as I can tell, Kevin, right now, unless there's a departure, and I think there could be a departure at some point here still in the center back core, because uh, center back core is Cosseris, it's Yoshida, it's Neal, it's Mavinga, it is, uh, uh, what, um, why can't I think of, uh, of, uh, of Greg's Zavaleta. After- thank you. I, I, one of my favorites. Uh, Zavaleta there as well. So you have those guys at the center backs um, and I still think that either Mavinga or Cosseris are still sort of the odd men out in terms of how much money they make and whether or not they could move anybody to sort of save some cap space and spread that money somewhere else. But as we've seen from the LA Galaxy and the injuries that they had, having a, a, a dearth of center backs probably isn't the worst thing in the world and I'm interested to see if the Galaxy ever go three in the back with some of the wingbacks they have. Uh, Yamane is certainly somebody who could sort of play wing back. I think Aude is sort of a, a wing back guy um, so you look at those and say there's possibilities and options within that playing core as well. So with Yamane signing uh, now put in there, we will see where he goes. Go, go ahead.
0: I said some stuff on social media about Kassaris, uh working out now. He was in the gym and, and showed him on a treadmill. Um, it was kind of a message, I thought, because I think a lot of people have been talking about, well, is he going to come back from the injury at his age with the World Cup so far away? Is he motivated to come back? It, it, I, I felt like that was a message to say yeah I'll be there when camp starts um and um, so you know the galaxy will have some decisions to make as as far as Yamani, he reminds me a lot of Caligari, and even before that um, um yeah, Araujo? That to Araujo. Jesus i had to don't know, worry I time. miss
1: Savoletta it's it's yeah. so early.
0: Julian Araujo, in that he is very offensively focused, that he will get up in the attack. He will he will be a guy who will be involved in the offense. Um, and that's, I think, the, the way that, that Greg Vandy likes to play with his right back. The big thing for me is that he is a veteran and he's played with Yoshida before. Those two will now be side by side. One of the things, reason the Galaxy gave up 67 goals is because there wasn't a lot of communication. There. I think there was some breakdowns on that back line. I think this will help. This, these guys already have a little bit of chemistry. The language is not going to be a problem, which it may or may not have been at some times last year. Um, you know, the right side of that back uh, line will speak Japanese, and the left side will speak maybe I don't know Spanish or English. And um, but they'll be able to commute with each other. They'll be able to communicate with each other, which is the point. That uh, communication, that chemistry and that that familiarity with one another, I think it's going to make a big difference.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it's I'm really excited to sort of see it. By the way, uh, Juan gave us a five dollar super chat and said, uh, Boyd seemed to be a proven winger. And now we're going for at least two wingers with transfer fees. Why not just up the salary a bit to keep him? One is I think that certainly you're looking at how the LA Galaxy want to spend their money. Now, I can tell you just based on sort of the the people that they've been going after as a young designated player and things like that, you could have guys who have salary cap hits of $200,000, $250,000, $250, but being a young designated player or U-22, their salary cap is less than what Tyler Boyd could ever be. And not only that, the Galaxy actually think that they're going to go out and get a better player than Tyler Boyd. That's my assumption, because otherwise you don't get rid of Tyler Boyd unless you think so. So salary cap wise, yes, upping the money a little bit sounds like a great idea. And you're like, well, we could, you could get Tyler Boyd for maybe 650, right? Just underneath the max, right? You could do it. But the bottom line is, if you go out and you spend money, let's say you send 10 or 12 million dollars, you go out there, sign them to a different roster mechanism, their cap hit is less than... Than what it would have cost to keep Tyler Boyd. So one is you're getting a younger person and I think they're hoping to act quite honestly get somebody who's more more offensive is more involved is able to do that. And listen, I love Tyler Boyd. He's great. He's going to do really good for. Nashville, which means the galaxy are going to get a lot of money because he's going to meet a lot of performance metrics and all those types of things. And I think whenever he plays the LA galaxy, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. He's going to be a difficult person to sort of complain. I do think the LA galaxy are thinking a little more long term here with u 22s with young designated players with getting guys in who are young, who they think have the talent to be as good or better than Tyler Boyd and have a cap hit that is lower than what Tyler Boyd would. have. So Tyler Boyd would have cost you a lot more cap space than what some of these big transfers are possibly going to be. So keep that in mind.
0: And you're talking about 650. I actually think he's going to get a lot more than 650. I think really, do you think he's going to go
1: into Tam? level
0: because 650 no, no no not that high i'm talking maybe eight or nine eight or but, nine know, takes oh, you into
1: tam range you're above the max so okay, like that's, yeah, that's why i'm sort of like yes you can use general allocation to pay down underneath that so technically you could be above it and then you use general allocation to pay it below yeah. the max but that being said i i mean you're basically by the way anybody over the max could technically also be a designated player and i don't you know it's like one of those so um he's
0: not a, a dp yeah I, I there will be some allocation money involved yeah you're right but Uh, I mean, he played all 34 games last year. He was there, you know, uh, answered every whistle. Um, He played really well. He was an offensive threat. I, yeah, I, I do think that the reason the Galaxy moved on is because it was just the cap hit was going to be too big. And and like you said, they, they're looking at players that are coming under in a different mechanism
1: that might be even better. Right, and that's that's the idea. That's how it sort of goes. Um, the other move that was made by the LA Galaxy was Brandon Teyes from uh, the LA Galaxy Academy and LA Galaxy 2 actually traded to Guadalajara, right? This is an Academy product at LA Galaxy 2 who is then traded to a League MX team. This, Kevin, is new territory. As a matter of fact, it's very new territory. Uh, it hasn't happened before. Uh, the LA Galaxy got, I believe, $100,000 was what the uh, what the rumored uh, fee was in this. And then uh, a Seattle player actually did something similar today, again, for a fee of about $100,000. So this move with Tejas was actually sort of the marker for a lot of the MLS next pro for LA galaxy Two, for uh, this part of the league to actually put markers down and be like this is how much it costs for a transfer out of our MLS next pro or our developmental league um, now and so that bar has been set so now we sort of see where that goes from here but just an interesting rumor nothing that ha- affects the first team but you want to pay attention to this because this is talking about the health of the la galaxy the health of mls next pro which i think is certainly questionable sometimes um and then the competition between usl championship the competition between mls next pro and how that is sort of balancing back and forth and what it means for a big team um in mexico to come and actually do this so um well,
0: yeah our, our good friend steven bank who is a law professor at ucla very involved in international soccer and the finances of international soccer he thought that this move was very significant because it, as you, as you said, it does put down a marker. It says these players now at MLS next pro are worth this. You got a guy better than, than, than Brandon, he's going to be more expensive and that money comes back to the team. And, and one of the problems with the academy programs and the MLS next pro is those players are assets for you. Um, just a, as you know, if you get TAM money in a, in a deal, that's an asset for you. You need to find out how to use those assets if Brandon Tejas is not going to play for the Galaxy this year and he's going to be an MLS Next Pro, that doesn't help the first team. You sell him for $100,000, that does help the first team. And I think we're going to find maybe teams are going to be a little more aggressive when they look at a situation where they have a decent player that doesn't look like he's going to progress to the first team because somebody's there at that position. They're already signed. Um, now all of a sudden you can use those resources in different
1: ways. It's it's a certain an interesting one. By the way, uh, Andrew gives us a $20 super chat. Thank you for that, Andrew, and it's good to see you. Thank you, buddy. Uh, it says, I think it will be really interesting to see what happens with us, with Koontz and LAFC without him. So far, our rumors are more in line with what LAFC used to be rumored to, and their rumors, Benzema, are closer to us with Klein. Kevin and I were having that same discussion before we started the show. So, um, Or maybe that was on the phone earlier today whenever we we talked to, to yeah. set this all up, but very much and it, it is easy to draw those those parallels right now, and like seeing that that switch sort of flip is abrupt and interesting um, to say.
0: I, I'm not sure how much stock I put in the Benzema thing. Uh, I don't know if that will happen, but I mean, you're right. You're talking about a guy in his late 30s was a big European star coming to MLS. They just got Hugo Guri. They had uh, 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 Chiellini. They had uh, Gareth Bale. All these guys in the last two seasons. The Galaxy are looking at twenty-two-year-old Brazilians. They turned down Urease and went got a twenty-nine-year-old MLS uh, journeyman uh, goalkeeper, right, a guy that 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 you know they think is valuable for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, it it, it kind of is different, and it's funny too because when Bob Bradley was there for the first season at at uh, uh, LAFC, I remember the Galaxy were talking about signing Zlatan, which they eventually did. And I asked him about that. Yeah, you know, are you guys in on this? Would you do this if you had a chance to get a player like Zlatan? And Bradley kind of scoffed and said. You know, some teams, they're all about signing these big European players. We're about getting talented players. We're about getting good players. We're going to go out and get players that can help us win. uh, You know, and we're going to turn them into stars. Right. Well, kind of like you said, it's kind of flipped the switch.
1: Yeah, it feels it feels different. Uh, But uh, certainly that's the thing. All right, let's get to rumors now, uh, because I know people are complaining. Uh, We got John McCarthy across the line, Miki Yamane across the line. Here is your newest rumor. Uh, Gabriel Peck. From Vasco da Gama in Brazil, uh, apparently, and according to Tom Bogert, the LA Galaxy mm-hmm. are finalizing a deal to sign Brazilian w- winger Gabriel Peck from Vasco da Gama. Uh, deal at 10 million, which may be a new LA Galaxy club record. Current records: Chicharito, which was also around 10 million. So we'll sort of see where it lands. Uh, COG and myself included here uh, can tell you that the LA Galaxy are actually 100 percent interested in this. Uh, I would say the the mood around it is hopeful. Um, I also know that a, a lot of the personalities within the uh, within the LA Galaxy are very much like what can go wrong will absolutely go wrong, and so there's always sort of this very like. We'll talk about it whenever it happens. We you know that that type of thing. Um, but this is somebody that they're going after 100 uh, uh, percent. And certainly the finalizing part is the part to sort of pay attention to this. This seems like it's more advanced. But in order to even get to, to Gabriel Peck, which uh, is an exciting player, certainly um, a guy who apparently can play on both the right and the left. So don't just be concerned that he's just a one sided player. Um, the Galaxy see him as being able to fill in on both spots as the Galaxy go after wingers. But we have to talk, Kevin, because the LA Galaxy were going after Sosa. The LA Galaxy were going after uh, Solari, right? And we have now heard that that uh, in Sosa's case, the LA Galaxy offered as much as $12.5 million um, and then stopped and drew the line there, uh, which is a, a ton of money for somebody like Sosa. But the bottom line is... What happened? And whenever we were talking about this too, we said let's wait for the third name. The third name is going to be the most important one. Uh, by the way, Solari and and uh, his team apparently rejected a ten million dollar plus offer. Uh, In order to come join the LA galaxy in years past, Kevin, this feels like the time the galaxy would have panicked, but instead, what do we get? We get two new rumors and not just two new rumors. We get a rumor that shows that uh, they're going after Gabrielle Peck, which is an advanced talks and close to being finalized, right? That's one that's there. So the LA galaxy reload quickly. And not only that, but. Let's just say if you are negotiating, Kevin, if you're out there and you're sort of saying, well, we told you we would give you twelve and a half million dollars for Sosa and I guess you didn't listen to us. Now we're going to go play ten plus million dollars for Peck. All of a sudden it's like, oh, well, these guys aren't sort of locked in and, and hung up on one person. If we turn them down, they will go somewhere else and find somebody else. Right. It's like a lot of times I felt like the Galaxy were so pigeonholed into one player that they got turned down and they maybe overspent and a whole bunch of things. It feels like this time they had something in the chamber. They were ready to go. They fired it. Now they're close to signing a designated player and they're going to bring somebody in and that should give somebody like Solari. It should give somebody like Sosa and their team sort of paused to say, well, next time they come and talk to us, we should probably be ready to make a deal with them because they're just going to go out to someone else. We could have had $12.5 million right now. And instead, now we have zero. And, and, and I
0: guess the idea is there's not $22 million. We're talking about this large... Large amount of money is going to go to one player, but twelve to you or ten to you. By the way, I'm hearing that Peck probably the expectation, the hope is that it'll be done sooner rather than later, maybe in the next couple of days. Um, Transfer market has his his market value at seven million. Right and the deal is for apparently for 10 million. Right. And you talked a little bit about why why the discrepancy, why a market value would be at 7 but you're actually going to pay 10 for the guy.
1: One, we always talk about transfer market having they're lagging, right? They always lag in sort of the the correct value for players because you're you're basing it off of previous sales, you're basing it off of other things of like players that type of thing, but especially for young players especially for young players, there's, there's upside, right? There's always upside 22 years old. You're thinking, man, this could be the next, uh, the next uh, Pavone. This could be the, you know, I'm just, I'm making up names, but like it could be the next big thing, right? And if you're going to be the next big thing, well then we want money to ensure that if the next, if he does become the next big thing that we don't feel like we got, we got slighted, we got shorted, right? So usually that you pay over for the younger up and coming promising players. So, $10 $10 million for a guy who's maybe worth six or seven is probably realistically in there. Um, I was talking to somebody and we were talking about the Galaxy tax, right? There's this thing where everybody talks about, well, when you're talking about the LA Galaxy, there's clearly a tax involved. And maybe you saw some of that with Sosa and Solari. Um, certainly with Sosa, I think 15 was out of out of bounds asking for, right? Whenever you're talking about a guy who's probably worth 8 um, nine and you're willing to pay 12, right? It's whenever you start paying double with some of these things, you're starting like, that doesn't make sense. You're starting to get out of the promising player. And now you're paying money for not just a promising player, but now you're paying for somebody who's developed, but they're not developed yet. Um, so for me, it's a lagging indicator on transfer market. So whenever he gets sold for, you know, 10 or 12, million, then all of a sudden the, 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 tre- the, the, it'll come up and and match that, right? Those types of things. So uh, that's why I see the LA galaxy. But the bottom line is the galaxy, put 12 and a half million dollars on a table for Sosa and that got pulled back. That would have been a record by, you know, two and a half million dollars for a transfer, but you're talking about guys. I'll tell you right now and let's clear this up because this is, this is absolutely, uh, you know, per my sources, this is correct. Uh, Gabriel Peck is not going to be a U22 player. Lots of people were trying to make him that, that is not happening. Young designated players, what this is going to be. Um, and what that will do if they get this across the line is give the LA galaxy, the ability to sign three, U twenty two players. This was the setup that they had, similar to last year, um, when Ricky Pouge wasn't a full designated player. He was he was uh, you know, sort of I don't know a junior designated player, if you want to call it that. Not quite the whole thing. Um, there And so that allowed them to have three U22 players. That was uh, Caligari, Aude, and Jovalich. Well, now they have Aude and Jovalich, um, and either they were going to have to, if they got three senior level designated players, they're going to have to convert one of their U22s to just a regular player. And they could have done that with Jovalich to like a TAM player or something like that, but a bigger cap hit if you do that, or they were going to go out and get a young designated player. And that's what they are doing here with Peck. They're going after a guy who is going to be a young designated player. That gives the LA Galaxy one full designated player left and one u22 slot left um not to mention you know probably a, a couple maybe a, a full tam so, slot in there as well um that the galaxy can still sort of go out and spend but we're getting to those points where where peck is sort of allowing now to, for us to figure out what mechanisms the galaxy are using and that will help you fill out the rest of the roster as well so uh, peck full speed ahead here it seems like there's everybody's pretty optimistic about it i know you've talked to some people i've talked to some people everybody's Seems like this one is 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 a go for now.
0: Put, put that list back up on the screen here. Yes. And the people that can't see that when you look at that, we, we got McCarthy is signed and Yamani is signed. Yep. Uh, goalkeeper and right back. Then the targets we have Peck, right, a uh, right wing, Sosa, right wing, Solari, right wing. Yep. We got a a, a central midfielder, a right winger. Um Notice there's no forwards on that. And, and I find that very interesting. We had talked earlier about the possibility that maybe they might sign a winger who could play forward, a guy that could 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 step in in the middle if if, if Vanny wants to stay with the 4-3-3 or, or you know, if he, want, if, if he doesn't want to have – if he wants to have a target forward, just one player like with Chicharito, uh, they're not doing that. They're going for wingers, and that tells me that Jovalich has – unless there's something we don't know about, that the job is Jovalich's, and now it's time to – put up or shut up, that they're going to start the season with a couple of highly paid wingers that are, their job is going to be to get the ball to Jovovich in the middle.
1: Yeah, uh, let me clear up something. Uh, Eric gave us a $10 super chat. Uh, he said, basically, is Kobe they were talking about statues and he said, you know, is Kobe one of those people? He was really only a lifetime Galaxy player, right? So one of the things, and I think Kobe is definitely on that list by the way, so we, we've, we've talked about that, mm-hmm. um, but I want to make sure. Thanks, Eric, for reminding me that I missed it. So uh, just remind me, I, I get confused. A $5 super chat from Gary. Thank you, gentlemen, for all you do for us Galaxy fans. You both are the raddest. I don't Know about kevin but thank you um by the way
0: kobe was a coach too don't forget
1: kobe what an interim coach for a little bit there one game, one one game. game. i didn't they win that game though doesn't he have like a thousand win percentage or something i don't well, know he was
0: the last coach at the galaxy before bruce arena
1: but, i mean another thing that uh, that is just yeah. adds to his name. So, don't you
0: find it interesting i mean i do find it yes. interesting that they they are are I don't want to say they're betting the house on Jovalich. And again, I'm going to go with this and say Greg Vanny knows more about Jovalich than we do. But it really seems like a motivation for Jovalich to say, look, you wanted the starting job. Okay, we're going to go out and spend 15, 20 million
1: dollars on wingers to feed you. Uh, no excuses. Let's see what you can do. <laughs> my my uh, good friend Chris Tucker said uh, said if you can stand on side with Peck and whoever else they're gonna bring in, if you can stand on side, you'll score 12 goals. You know, it's like one of those. If you can just stay on side. Bottom line is they're looking for the service, right? And not only that, but with Peck and with some of these other guys, they're doing. It's about transition. It's about quickness, right? This was about if you remembered with uh, Grand and Cabral, and let's talk about it in realistic terms instead of being overreactive to it. Uh, With Grand with Cabral, you were able to get out and get on the the attack very quickly. You were able to outrun guys into the corners. You were able to keep pressure on whenever you would win the ball. Greg Vanny's so much about transition moments. It's about transition, but not just getting into transition, but finishing and extending the transition in a quick manner. So that way you can have odd man rush- rushes. So that way you can counter quickly all those things. Well, the galaxy didn't really have that. And you want to talk about Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd was not the fastest person on the earth. He was, he was very quick. He's, he's good enough, right? And I really like Tyler Boyd. Please don't, but, the bottom line is they're looking at guys now who can stretch who can evade who can um, sort of come in and cut in and do the different things so that's the focus and you can sort of see it starting to play out a little bit and they're expecting yovaliich who's not the fastest he's he's not the fleetest of foot but he's quick enough to get into the box and be on the end of these crosses when the galaxy are able to get the odd man rushes so if Peck comes in which it seems certainly seems we're expecting that's a five star rumor Solari and sosa down to three stars you should ask like why did well they rejected the bids hey I'm not I don't know if they're done yet that's this we're negotiating in public here. All right. You went out and got packed for $10 million. Maybe you were going to spend $10 million anyway. Maybe you're going to spend 12 and a half. Who wants the 12 and a half? Um, You know, sometimes it's like I'm giving away twelve and a half million dollars. Who would like to give me a player? Um, those types of things. Now, the other thing, rumor that came out today was a Manchester United rumor and talking about fa, a Fagundo Pelistri P- P- e- Pelistri Pelistri I don't know. I heard it seven like times. But, well, they said it like seven. T- I was listening to the English announcers say the name, and I feel like they're not saying it right. You know how they like to do weird syllables and stuff like that? Those English guys are weird. But anyway, P- L- Um Again, a 22-year-old kid. Uh, this is one of those underutilized guys at Manchester United. This is very much... Not the same, but similar to sort of the Ricky Puj situation, which is, hey, he's not getting a lot of minutes. Hey, he's not getting a lot of playing time. When he plays for Argentina on the national team, kid can be kind of a revelation at times and really play well. A lot of upside to this U22. Hey, Pelestry, we sort of have this ability to go out and get you. If you want to come here and you want to play with Ricky Pouge, you want to play with Gabriel Peck, you want to play with Dayan Jovalich in this sort of young squad that we're putting together on one of the biggest teams in the United States. Instead, you're sitting on the bench for Manchester United and PS PSV Eindhoven, uh, I guess, are also looking at bringing him uh, in on possibly alone. There's sort of this thing that Manchester United says, hey, there's not a lot alone here. Um, let's get to, to my reporting on this and then we can talk about this particular player as well. And I will tell you the Galaxy are interested. Um, you know, I think they are going to put an offer together. I think they are going to go out. But this is not one of those where you sit there and say, oh, yeah, this has the this is going to get done. Um, this isn't a Gabrielle Peck where we're finalizing details and doing all this. This is a bit of, hey, we're here. We're going to offer and a former Manchester United player, Jovan Karowski, also on the LA Galaxy staff. I wonder if that reach out would happen. I would imagine it would. In this particular case, you're going after a guy who you could bring in and could possibly be a really cool, fun addition, but Manchester United is going to have to want to get rid of him. This, by the way, if you went after him, would probably have to be a full designated player. Million pounds um, for this guy in terms of his salary. So I would imagine that you would still have to match that. And then there's some stupid, ridiculous numbers thrown out there like, oh, well, you need to pay Manchester United 20 or 30 million if you're going to buy this. Yeah, yeah, yeah." blah, blah, blah. blah. You don't play him. Um, So, you know, I would imagine that this could be one of those. They're looking for the steal, though, Kevin. This isn't the oh, we think we're going to get it. This is we see you're not using him. We'd like to use them here's some money. Would you like to take some money? and so it's one of those things maybe a financial fair play comes into into case maybe Manchester United needs to free up some money maybe they need it need you know ten million dollars you could get somebody like this I think this by the way, if you're asking me right now is a three star rumor right is not and I haven't put on the rumor track yet but this is a three star rumor for me it's a reach. it's a possibility but I do not feel like this one is going to... this is a first sure get it over the line. In the coming days, we'll sort of find out. I would expect it doesn't happen. That's sort of where I'm, I'm 75%. It doesn't happen.
0: A, a player at that age being talked, being on a major club and being talked about by another major club in a big league um, at that age, leaving Europe, um, that's a tough, that's a, that's a heavy lift. You know, I, I know that, that, uh, you know, Ricky Pooge was sort of the, the, the exception to that rule. But kids that age feel like when they leave Europe, they're just not going to get back. Maybe. Um, and They don't want to leave at that age. And so, uh, you know, that would be a tough one. That would be, I think, if he were loaned, still property of Manchester United, that might be a little more palatable to him. But leaving Europe at that age, um, that seems like, like, you you know, we're talking about Gabriel, Gabriel Peck. He's coming from Brazil. Right. He's coming to MLS to get the attention of teams in Europe. Right. Leaving Europe, I think a lot of players feel like they fall off the map when they go to MLS. Coming from South America up is a different thing.
1: Right. This this is a highly touted young talent though. This this is this is not a Listen, and and certainly if you look at the stats, it's nothing to get excited about because he's just not playing. Um and you know, he's getting, you know, uh, a little minutes here, a little minutes there. I think he was on the bench today in their cup game. Um, but I didn't see if he got to play or, or anything like that. So that was, that was part of this. So keep that in mind as you're looking, but again, different LA galaxy, right? Hey, we want somebody from Europe. It's this 22 year old kid that you're not using. That's the guy we're going after. And by the way, that we were ready to go after him as soon as we realized that Solari and Sosa weren't coming. And now we have 12 and a half million dollars sort of sitting in our pocket, just burning a hole in our pocket. Again, I don't know if the Galaxy, and, and this is not a conversation I've had, nor has anybody provided any clarity to me. I don't know if we should expect the LA Galaxy to spend $20 million on two wingers. Like, that seems like a lot of money, Kevin, to go out and get two wingers. But um, I don't see any signs when you're looking at it and who they're approaching and who they're going after right now. Like, if you looked at, if you looked at. Um, if you looked at at Pellistry, you're, you're going to say that that's an expensive transfer. That's not a cheap transfer. If you're going after that guy, that's a 10, 12 million dollar transfer. If you're trying to get a man, you're going to pay him a million dollars a year. That's an It's a lot of money, Kevin. So if they're still going after, if they're, if it, I don't think he's a backup for pack. So are we expecting the gallery going to spend 20 plus million dollars on wingers? Really interesting, especially being that you still have Yovilich. Now Yovilich has the advantage of being a U22 and only costing about $200,000 against the cap. again, You can spend your money elsewhere whenever you do this. Um, But I think that people are worried and I think rightfully so. I think this is a real concern. The Galaxy relying on Jovalich could fall flat on their face. Obviously, they have Barry who's not added to the roster, but they have his rights as 6'3", but he's a change-up guy. He's a, I don't play the same as Jovalich guy and they're not expecting they're going to get, you know, any miraculous thing out of Barry and, and what he's doing. If they're wrong about Jovalich though, and certainly with the wingers they're going after, I'm sure you could play some of them at forward and that could be a nice mix and you could bring Fagundes is like the the move here is, you know, Jovalich isn't getting it done. You move one of the wingers up to striker and then you bring Fagundes in and he's sort of your backup on either of the wings. That's sort of the move where you're seeing it play out right now. That makes some sense. But I don't think uh, the LA Galaxy are going to get past summer if Jovalich is is not doing what he needs to be doing, which maybe he balls out. Maybe he doesn't. Um, then at summertime, you have a chance to fix it. I said it last week on Thursday, this summer, Kevin, if you are a team in major league soccer, no matter who you are, if you have MLS cup aspirations, if you have MLS playoff aspirations of going further, you need to get better in the summer. It doesn't matter who you are. You have to add to your team, whether that's depth to make sure that your depth is better or whether that's starting caliber talent, You need to get better in the summer. Otherwise, you will not be able to keep up with the amount of games that everything is happening. So teams need to get better in the summer and Jovalich might be that target this summer.
0: Well, you know... Vanny has been with Yovalich long enough to know, I think, what buttons to push. Uh, I'm going to lean with Greg Vanny on this a little bit and say that he's figured something out. I know in talking with with uh, with Jill Ellis when she was coaching the national team, she said with people like Sidney LaRue and Carly Lloyd and even Megan Rapino, the one way to get them to do some ungodly stuff was to tell them they couldn't do it. And then they would go out and do it. And maybe then he's figured out with Jovo, it's, it's like, oh, you want a chance? Okay, here it is. And that's what he thinks is going to motivate him. I still think it's a gamble. We'll we'll see if it happens. But as far as the spending goes, the Galaxy were the second highest payroll team in MLS last year. Um, they're probably going to break that record. They're, they're, they'll, they'll still be the highest or, or second highest. They'll spend even more this year. One thing about Dan Beckerman, for all the criticism he gets on this show, especially for me, with the exception of 2017, he has spent money. Right. Will he spend 20 million? I think that's that's too much. Right. But uh, you 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 can't say the galaxy don't spend and they're not aggressive. And I think this is a big year to spend. Why? Because you have Will Kuntz in, and you've come in, and he's kind of become lauded as the savior. You got to let him do what he wants to do. Find out if he's right. Is he the savior? Don't bring him in and then say, no, you can't do that. that that's not That's not going to work. It's Greg Vanny's last season. Vanny is the guy that the Galaxy went out and got and said, you're going to bring the tradition back. You're an original, you're an OG. Um, this is a, a make or a break year for him. Give him the resources he needs. And then we just had Will talk about all the things going on at the stadium. There is a lot of energy around this team. All this, all the energy, all the talent that they brought in and I'm talking about in the front office, um, you know, on the on the business side as well. This can't be a 500 team that just misses the that makes the playoffs by a point or just misses. This has to be a team that finishes in the top three in the conference, maybe challenges for supporter shield, at least for part of the season. This has to be a team that goes deep in tournaments. Um, there's just too much going on. Forget about the 10 years without a title. Just all of the other resources that are being poured into this team, all the right. attention the team is grabbing, and opening the season with Leo Messi. I mean, there's just a lot of things lining up that the Galaxy have to get this one right.
1: Yeah, it feels that way. Let's kill one rumor before we uh, we get too far away from it. Um, basically club America apparently was, was, or has been interested in Mauricio Cuevas. And so there was some interesting stuff going on with that. Uh, I will tell you per my reporting, the LA galaxy, are not entertaining offers for Cuevas. Um, I don't know whether or not America even submitted an offer or whether it was all just BS or anything they may have and the galaxy said no, or they may have never. And this is all just a a rumor, but right now Cuevas isn't going anywhere. Um, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, as one of those things so uh, what do you think like the rumors about chicharito going to, to chivas i've
0: been seeing a lot of social media pictures of him working out i think in miami um you know the, the mexican league season is starting um he's not with them yet do they start the season without him is that a bad rumor
1: i don't i mean one is it wouldn't going to to chivas is like the the most unimaginative ending for all of, I mean it was it was expected it's not even that it's unimagined it's just that it was expected I still think that that happens that to me that just makes more sense than anything else um so yeah I mean I, I don't know if it's a bad I'm pretty sure it's a pretty good rumor knowing where it came from and everything like that it, um, I feel like that's a good rumor but we'll see we'll see if Chicharito it'll be really interesting to see how durable he is and if he can still sort of play at those uh at those levels so I you know for me I think it's it's an interesting thing to watch on the side. Um, you know, it's it, It's like everybody's going to be watching Sosa and Solari now, right? And sort of see like, oh, okay, well, remember... The, the biggest sort of thing that I can sort of look at is like whenever you watch players that were almost members of your team, but they they weren't, and then you sort of watch where they go. Look at Christian Pavone and what he sort of did and like imagine his star and how much it would have risen here in Major League Soccer and the fact that it got to go back and he did a whole bunch of stuff. And now, I mean, more or less a forgotten player now more than anything else. I mean, that's a that's a real turn that all that took. And so all that stuff is, is interesting. It's not just about... It's not just about being a good soccer player. You also have to be in the right place at the right time in order to play. Like if you're the backup to Derek Jeter at shortstop in the New York Yankees farm system, I don't think you're going to play. You might want to go somewhere else. You're going to be a backup in AAA for a long time, right? It's those types of things. And for the LA Galaxy, we were talking about Tejas. The big deal there is that you don't always have room on the senior team for players. And nor can every player you develop in the academy go to your senior team. Um, and so for me getting money from a player like Tejas, who's an Academy product and sort of in there, that's a big deal. It's, it's a, it's just the drop in the bucket. The hundred thousand dollars means nothing except that it sets a marker and a bar that you could sort of expect from here on out. Um, but it, it means, it means revenue coming in for the club. This is eventually how clubs make money and listen, big clubs usually don't make money, um, they usually lose money better than anything else. But, uh, the idea here is that it's at least balanced as much as, as much well, as you can. You
0: said a hundred thousand dollars isn't a lot of money. Yes. And no, when you're talking about first team players, you need to maybe send out three or four guys before you get a first team starter with that money. But what does a hundred thousand dollars mean for galaxy two? What does it mean for, uh, you know, well, the next protein, what does it right. mean for the academy? What does it mean for building the infrastructure? Um, that's a lot of money. On that end. And, and again, that's, that's, as you said, it's a resource that is not going to help the first team this year, but you're selling, you get some money and you use it to build the infrastructure.
1: Really, really interesting to see how this fills out now with, uh, with McCarthy there uh, who I believe is the 23rd player. Let me see. Uh, Excuse me, 22nd player. So you get McCarthy and then uh, Yamane is the 23rd. So now the LA Galaxy seven spots left. Remember spots 29 and 30 have to be held by homegrown players. Um, So really you're looking at 28 plus two homegrowns. Galaxy already have homegrowns on the team. So um, let's see. Do they have any home? Yeah, two home runs. Yep, yep. For Cranis and Neil. Both both uh fill 20 spots 29 and 30 uh for home runs. So they have the ability to do that. So really you're looking at about seven more players the LA Galaxy get to add, including two designated players, including one U-22. It's funny, the the roster is being filled out, but the big moves are really just starting. You land Peck as a young designated player. And again, he will be a young designated player if he comes in. That's that's it. That's the answer. No, don't stop arguing that he's going to be U 22. He's not. He's a young designated player. They're going to take him there. And then the Galaxy still get to fill a designated player spot and they get to fill a U 22. Still a lot to happen here in this offseason as the Galaxy get ready really to start their their preseason here in just a couple weeks. So
0: well, and another thing is Vanny said he said it every year, but he's really emphasized it this offseason. I want everybody there when camp starts camp starts in about two weeks, less than two weeks.
1: Looks like most people are going to be there. Yeah, it it feels like they're going to be close. Remember, you have to worry a little less about visas in this preseason as long as you've already started like this stuff because – they'll be able to train they'll be able to do stuff they just won't be able to be added officially to a roster and that roster deadline is usually the day or two before the season actually starts right um remember tyler boyd last year didn't get to play in some of the preseason games but was with training with the galaxy the entire time um it was happened so uh that's sort of those things to to watch um as it as it goes forward but yeah it feels like things are starting to starting to come together so certainly uh we'll have to try to check in with will Kuntz when we can we had will misselbrook on uh, on today and uh really i'm interested to see what the stadium looks like i've been there for so many years like so many of the fans and so many of our listeners we've been there for so many years it's really is almost a second home i mean i go there kevin it's like oh it's good to be back I've, I've been here for so many times over the years um that you really know every nook and cranny i can't wait to see if it if it if it changes that much to my eye i've seen a lot of stuff go through before and i just i want to see how much it i go whoa
0: okay cool. we didn't we didn't ask what future the Papusa truck has
1: maybe they're going to get their own stand standalone I kiosk where they I think they should just sell them in the press box so I don't have to walk all the way down there. Is that too much to ask? Could we just have, like...
0: Well, you know, Seattle has a Starbucks uh, thing in the press box there. They have a a Starbucks employee that makes you whatever you want for free. This is
1: this is, this is this is what I'm talking about, right? So the whole deal. Um, people asking about the injured players that the LA Galaxy still have. I mean, you're talking about guys like Jalen Neal. You're talking about Gaston Brugman. You're talking about Caceres. Uh Let's see. I think that's everybody who was injured off the top of my head. Mavinga was injured for a little while there. Um, well, let's see. Delgado was injured for a while. Pooj was injured for a while. <laughs> what,
0: what, what do we know about Jalen Neal? Because he was not on the U.S. national team roster that we just announced. I wouldn't read For their that. You know, yeah. camp yeah. cupcake, their MLS camp. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of thought that he would be a guy that they'd bring back to take a look at I know they, they're they thinking about him for the Olympics I think 13 players on that team are age eligible for the Olympics Jalen Neal was not one of them
1: yeah I, I will say that um, I wouldn't take a whole bunch from that for me if I'm the LA Galaxy if I'm Jalen Neal I'm and and the the national team as well it's sort of like go get your normal preseason in because you were injured. You had surgery. They we were very, the, the galaxy were very deliberate in shutting him down and letting him rest and doing all these things. Um, so now that you're deliberate doing that stuff, you need to uh, you need to get him through a preseason. So that way he gets a normal transition into playing and getting back into playing and seeing how that once he's starting to handle that load, then that's whenever you can start at the ask looking at national team. And quite honestly, if I'm a national team, it's like you haven't been playing. I don't, I, I I trust that you will get there. I trust that we want you to see and we've already seen you. I don't necessarily need to see you at Camp Cupcake, but Right now it's important for you just to get through the preseason, and start to show that you still have what you had and you can come in and, and compete again. And I'll happily send you an invite whenever it comes. I, I again I'm not overly concerned for Jalen Neal. Um, I do think there's gonna be an interesting like your your opening day starters if Jalen Neal's healthy, if Casseris is healthy and Casserus training, getting back, I don't we don't know because we haven't talked to Greg Vanny. Uh, in a little while now, so we don't know updates on injured players and all that fun stuff. I'm sure that's coming here in the next couple of weeks. We'll be able to talk and sort of see where everybody is and who can come back. Caseros has uh, uh, had a pretty serious injury, so we'll see where that ends up there. that's That's what I think.
0: And and all that, we talked about those injuries at center back, you know, for Canis is is in that mix now. Dude. How much longer does he become a guy hanging on at the end? Does he get promoted and get in that first team rotation? Is he another guy that maybe they have to to try to sell and get 100000 or $150,000? Uh, he's a very good player and he's not getting a chance to play.
1: Uh, lots of stuff I think is going to be, uh, be interesting to watch in the preseason and how all this stuff gets to play. I don't, you know, it's, it's like, this is the time of year where you get those surprises and you're going to get the playing time, right? A lot of times you get playing time at the beginning of the year. This is when that happens. So, uh, I'm ready for soccer to start. I don't know about you. I am waiting for the LA galaxy to make a couple more transfers here. Um, so we'll see how all of that goes and and do that. Yeah.
0: I'm looking forward to Coachella. I haven't been out to Coachella. It's now a legit thing. It's really, uh, really kind of coming to its own. And this year they're going to have NWSL teams, Angel City and uh, the San Diego Wave are coming. That's very important to them. They're going to play a couple of games. NWSL really has no preseason. Right. Uh, the teams are too far apart. San Diego and and LA are very close. They'll be able to play each other at Coachella. Um, that'll be a lot of fun too. So that that tournament is growing not only with MLS teams and it's sort of replaced that Tucson tournament as the place to go uh, in the preseason. And it's a legitimate event with fans and and hoopla and all that kind of stuff. Not the kind of stuff Will's talking about, but pretty good for the desert. Yeah. And now we got a, a women's uh, tournament as well.
1: Yeah, it, it should be. I I've I love going out there. I was there whenever they didn't allow fans the first year. I was there last year when they did allow fans. Much more fun with fans. Um, and hopefully we'll have some uh, some interaction there as well. So we'll let you. Uh, it's at the uh, polo you know.
0: grounds, It's at the polo grounds, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's how it's, do they? Have- yeah, go ahead. How do they play with all the horses running around?
1: Yeah, they put the horses away for a little while. That's, that's, oh, yeah, okay. makes some sense. Just like they do at Coachella. You think whenever they have the big concert that the horses are still running around? No, no, they put them away for a I little while. I hope they clean up the field. They, they usually, do. they yeah. usually do No, it's a great place. Uh, and the, uh, the, the fields are all immaculate. They stretch out there. It's usually pretty good weather. So unless it's cold like it is now, I'm not going if it's going to be that cold. I don't want to have to wear a jacket. Sounds, sounds chilly. All right. Uh, anything else, Kevin, you want to get to? I haven't gotten to anything since we started, so no. Everybody agrees with that. A uh, big thank you to the LA Galaxy for uh, for having Will Misselbrook coming out and talking to us. We'll hopefully have him on again. Uh, so a lot of things headed that way and a lot of rumors. All right, if you're looking for Mr. Kevin, uh, that's at KBaxter11. Uh, if you're find- looking for him on X or Twitter, at KBaxter11, head on over to latimes.com where you can find him there as well if you're looking for me on twitter and X, it's at jay Gessman, at galaxy Podcasts and at galaxy podcast on instagram anywhere else corner the where you can find us as well all right that about does it galaxy knee deep in rumors some things coming across the line here hopefully pretty shortly we'll have another show on guess what thursday uh i don't know who will be there but it'll at least be me so thursday uh we'll be right back at you all right for mr kevin the panda baxter i'm josh pato Guessman. you've been listening You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening. And we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Arajo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.